You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Mariah and friends. Minimize the fear. Expand your awareness. Well, hello, folks. It's Mariah, the host of the Salty Sex Cast. I am back with a new friend I'm excited to introduce you all to. Uh, Before we get started, I just want to say thank you for tuning in, for being brave enough to push play, um, to, you know, if somebody shared this podcast with you, I want you to give them a shout out. You can send us an email at saltysexcast at gmail.com. Let us know who shared that with you. Um, We're always doing fun giveaways and we want to just thank our our friends who share this and all of our listeners. Um, If you're just tuning in for the first time, my name's Mariah. I'm the host, and I have a master's degree in health promotion education, and I'm a nationally board certified health and wellness coach and a certified health education specialist. So I love to share messages that are deeply rooted in sex education and scientific research, but I also love to have fun and make it entertaining and not scary. We want to minimize the fear and just expand our awareness around sex and sexuality. And my guest today is to help me here to help me do that. So I have Leah Holmgren, who's the author of a fantastic book we'll talk about in just a minute. But she's also a, a performance coach. So she meets with folks to help them be high performers. Part of that is your sexuality. Part of that is so many other places in your life too. But Leah, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Hi, Mariah. Nice to meet you, and I'm so happy to be here. I'm good. Wonderful. So tell us a little bit about this wonderful book you wrote. Oh, yeah. It's um, Hook Up Without Heartbreak, How to Feel Empowered After Casual Sex. So I wrote it for mainly women, but men love it too, and are actually buying probably the same amount of books these days, because it has four parts, and... First and second is more for women, and mm. the third and fourth is for men as well. The fourth is only for men. The third one is for men and women. And the second, you know, a lot of men actually love the tips how to protect your heart as well. Mm. So, yeah, there are 25 of them. And um, I wrote them because I wanted to help people to actually deal with the aftermath after sex. And... Mm not how to hook up or how to do it right that most people know (laughs) but when things don't go as planned and you're suddenly stuck in this limbo after or like in this this communication mess what do you do and that's why Mm -hmm. i wrote the book for the people they have no problem with communicating or they have no issues or they have no problem to hook up and move on it's not for them but for people they have a little bit of struggle afterwards and want to know how to actually feel good about themselves, how to say no if they don't want to see someone again and how to say it gracefully so they don't hurt others. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the book. That's why I wrote the book. How wonderful. And I mean, you know, we have this dual culture, I feel like that's always fighting, you know, one hand, hookup culture is terrible and it's the end of our society and yada, yada, yada. And it's the spread of all this, you know, root of evil. Um, And then we have this other side of that who's saying, you know, it's very empowering and we can find our voice and we can find a lot of wonderful things through hookups, casual sex, 
Um, and it doesn't have to always lead or be the goal of a long-term relationship. Giving folks permission and just quieting that shame a little bit with this book. So I'm so happy to have something out there for people who are looking for that. Yeah. You know, I think like for the research that I've done for this book, I read so many studies and it was interesting because what I found in the research is that people, they are judgmental towards casual sex and they find casual sex not healthy or they feel shame around that sex. Mm. They will have a hard time to deal with casual sex afterwards. And people that are more open-minded and sexually free and they kind of are exploring, they will feel empowered. And that's why I even said in the book at the beginning, it's not for everyone. Um, we have to know ourselves. And I said, if, if you're one of these people that are, is judgmental towards sex and you think it's dirty, you're probably going to have a hard time afterwards. Mm. And sure, you can change mind. It's not always the rule, but that's the majority of people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so you never know, you know. How it's going to feel. <laughs> well, if casual sex and hookups without shame and guilt is your thing, this is definitely the episode for you. Um, now, let's first talk about what got you into this topic. What interested Leah to follow this to write a book? I used to work as a coach and I specialized on intimacy in relationships uh, before COVID for many, many years. And I wrote the book because I wanted to help people and younger generations to actually make sense out of the sexuality that they are going through and how mm-hmm. to navigate through all of this because it is we have a revolution, so to say, and things are changing. So I wanted to help um, a lot of my clients. They would come to me and talk to me about this topic. I just figured out, let me just write a book for them and they can download and read the tips and help better and, and feel better with that, with the book. And they don't need to go to a coach to discuss these topics because I had many women, they would reach out to me and come to me and tried me, try to help, tried mm-hmm. me to help them write messages and text, text messages to guys. And I found it just really time wasting for them because it's very simple task that we shouldn't spend so much time thinking about in my opinion mm-hmm. so there's a lot on the communication like it's almost like you know the books that you choose your route and you say okay where do I want to go and then you <laughs> scroll to page and you go to another page so that's something like that like you know I have I have scenarios of communication when you hook up with someone what's possible afterwards and then you can Mm. just go to these dips I love that that's so wonderful and and that same story that you're saying of you were meeting with people who primarily were asking for some of these tips and and just needed like a guidebook or something helpful um that is exactly why I started the podcast because myself as a coach meeting with people one-on-one finding that they're having difficulty exploring all these different topics understanding and navigating something complex like human sexuality without shame, without fear, and then having good, not too much in your face (laughs) information either. And so that's so great. So the same reason you wrote this book is um, the same reason I started this podcast. Um, 
just to be able to reach to masses, you know, to, to yes. help more people with, with one prod project, I would say. Yeah. And that's, that was my goal. And I also love sex. I think it's great. And I, I struggled a lot in, in the past when I was growing up because I was very open-minded and I lived in a little city and until you move to like New York or Paris or London or wherever I lived in big cities, that was quite fine. But I can imagine a lot of people in smaller cities would like to have fun time too, but they just don't want to do it because of the judgments. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I think that was also like my, my personal story why I wanted to write the book. You know, mm. so it's always like that when we create something, we want to help ourselves and others too. So it's quite always. interesting. Yeah, always. <laughs> That's so great. Well, I'm so glad you listened to that call and that need for something, a resource like this for so many people out there. Um, you know, as you were writing it and doing your own research, what did what really stuck with you? What really resonated with you as you were putting the this together it's interesting because the older research that was like 10 years and older was mostly focusing on the negatives of casual sex Mm. and the new research that was like last five to ten years that was focusing a lot on the positives of casual sex so i could see the transition there which was quite interesting and i liked it a lot that made me happy i'm like okay now people are actually focusing on the positives and advantages and I wrote 10 advantages and 10 disadvantages of casual sex. So, Mm. you know, you can read them and say, okay, this is what is expected to happen. This is what's great. Of course, it doesn't have to always happen. You know, there are a lot of tips for girls, how to recognize players. And it's just like really fun book. (laughs) Yeah. You know, because some women might want to have a player if they want to play, if that's all they want. Why not? You know exactly. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's go on that topic for just a minute. You know, how do you know someone is worth seeking out a hookup with in the first place? It's hard to say, but I feel like the the, the chemistry you have with someone at the beginning is very important. I mean, I think that you can tell pretty much the first time you see someone if you want to play with them or not. It, it it's not a rocket science. Sure, like maybe from male perspective, if they see a hot woman, they want to have sex with her. She might not want to be responsive. So guys mm-hmm. have to do more work. But for us women, actually, we have a very easy, easy situation, I would say. Because if woman wants to have sex, she will. It's much easier than for a guy. Even with like, like imagine a woman wants to have sex. And I, I want to help women to actually take advantage of this because... They don't. <laughs> and like imagine poor guys, like they have to do all this work to, to go on dates and try to be respectful and the constant. And now it's becoming even worse. So like as a woman, if you see someone and you have chemistry, all you need to do is to say what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I can guarantee you 99% of time you will get what you want. If there is a chemistry, of course, like you, you flirt with a guy and in the moment you say, hey, I want to have sex with you. That's it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, if guys say that they they have a hard time these days. You know, they're considered creepy or you know disrespectful. And women, we don't take advantage of what we can actually ask. And I'm not yeah. suggesting we should be disrespectful, but just I, I like when we are direct. I love when and we are forward. Real. Yes, yeah. Fr- yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's really fun and powerful too, because then you're so empowered. You're calling the shots 
when typical gender roles, women are not, um, they're usually the one that's trying to hold off somebody who they don't, they're not interested in. So as soon as they own that power and they seek it out, like it's just really incredible to have that empowering experience. Um, so let's say, you know, we found, found someone with chemistry, we had the hookup and it was awful. What are some tips navigating a situation like that where you're just like, oh, we did not jive as soon as it started or, or you know, right after and it was just like, uh, lousy. <laughs> you mean the sex was bad? Um, yeah, just the, the, it wasn't what we were expecting and so it kind of wasn't great. It depends, you know, if you like, if you like his company and he had some fun you know, he was great. He invited you for a nice dinner, whatever it is, you know, and you enjoyed the time, but the sex was not the best. I think there is always room for improvement because like mm-hmm. guys are also nervous the first time and maybe we weren't communicated clear, communicating clearly. I coached many women. They had amazing guys and the guys were really bad in sex and they they told them that they're not satisfied and the guys would be like, yeah, but I was in relationships three, four years before or six years and my wife or my ex-girlfriend mm. never said anything. And that's the problem that women oftentimes don't communicate and guys are guessing. And that's also a wrong approach. We need yes. to communicate. And that's why if it was a fun guy, you know, he looked great or things were, were things were working well besides the sex and give it another shot, I would say. Mm, okay. Why not? You know, we can, with the training, feedback. Just, yeah, yeah. Feedback. tell him. You know, I think would like to meet up, and once you're in a sexual situation, maybe go slower and just, you know, like when you do massage, you tell the massage therapist also what you want to do. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's great. Yeah, do it right there. Oh, right there on my back. <laughs> yeah, a little higher, a little to the yeah, left. Exactly. You know, Simple. I think that is a a big. Um, <sighs> point of fear for people to give feedback in the moment, especially if they're like, oh, this is just a hookup. It's a one-time thing. Yeah, but that's it's exactly okay to have. have a good sex. Exactly. <laughs> and so they accept yeah. having yeah. mediocre or maybe not great experience mm. because they're like, eh, well, just, oh, well, I'm not, it's not worth investing the time and feedback, oh. but it is, is what is. I'm hearing you say is it's so worth it to give feedback and there's ways to communicate that isn't so hurtful or um, rude either. Um, It can even be fun and sexy um, and add to that chemistry too. Yeah. I think, you know, why would we give our body to someone if we don't want to make the best out of the experience? Mm -hmm. That's that then it's a waste. Like, if I would just be with someone say, oh, it's just a quickie, you know, or it's just a... No, because the first time hookups or casual hookups are some of the best. When you're with someone for a long time, you're going to be trying to find this novelty and it's not mm-hmm. going to be there. So you might as well take advantage of the moment, you know, and, and the way to communicate is not being offending someone and say, oh, you're terrible while you're licking me or, you, you, you know, no. That's not the way to do it. Just say, I want you to do this. Or I wish, uh, I would like you to do it like this. Mm. That's it. We don't need to say, oh, I don't like how you're licking me. Do it this way. 
because that brings the negativity into the <laughs> act. Okay, you know what? I like it this way. And there are guys that would, you know, don't know if you like it, let's say oral sex. You know, some guys don't do it because they don't know if you like it. Some guys don't want to do it. Some guys mm-hmm. I spoke to say, I will never lick a woman I'm just casual with. Mm, yeah. You know, so that's like, okay, well then I'm sorry, but uh, there mm-hmm. will be no second chance. Like in my, in for me personally, yeah. the guy would tell me this. That's a deal breaker. It's a Come deal on. breaker. Yeah. For casual <laughs> sex, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, it's all about communication, you know, and you can tell him, it's like, Hey, you forgot to eat me out. And if he's like, "Mm -mm," you know, then, you know, he's not into it. And then you just um, might move on. Yeah. So honoring boundaries while also still providing feedback and what you need as well. And that's okay. And sometimes hookups are the best practice for communication because if I totally fumble and mess up and make a fool of myself, um. Oh, well, you're, I'm probably, I can not see you again. Um, practice for somebody maybe I want to have a longer term relationship with um, or have that potential. Yeah. So there's always this thing, and I feel like it is a very typical sex role of maybe there's a hookup and then the guy ghosts the girl or even sometimes vice versa. Um How do you help folks navigate being ghosted? Yeah, I have a chapter on that too. And, you know, I interviewed like 50 guys for each of them over two hours almost. Yeah, around that time in COVID for the book. And only two out of 50 say they ever ghost people. Mm. So it was usually guys in early 20s. But like guys 25, 28 and, and, and older and older they were getting, they would never do it. But if it happens, honestly, like just be happy it happened because that person is not worth your time. Yeah. It just it gives you an answer and the non-answer is an answer. You don't have to worry about it yeah, and sit here exactly. and guess. No, sometimes an answer, yeah. And exactly. Then, like girls are like, oh, I'm worried what happened to him. I'm like, well, look, you reach out to him. If he doesn't reply, he might not have seen the message. That happens a lot. Then send the message again. Say, hey, I haven't heard back from you. I just want to know if everything is fine. Are you okay? And if he doesn't reply to that, that's it. Mm-hmm. Twice and that's it. That's my rule. And sometimes guys or girls also would block on social media and everywhere. Wow. That, I mean, that's, yeah, it happens a lot, what I hear from stories, but not the guys I was interviewing, but I heard from guys and girls. So that when I was in coaching, it's like, you know, they just, they just ghost. But this is also like people that are emotionally unstable or they are not mm. emotionally intelligent. Like, yeah, only babies are doing this. So then if this happens to you, you really be happy that you only spend one time with this person because imagine you would be dating them for a while and they have this kind of emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's not worth your emotional labor trying to pull them back in either. Well, what if I, you know, I, I've texted twice and I haven't heard back or I've messaged twice. Let me send a sexy photo to try to get their attention again. And it's like, do you really want to pull that type of person back in? 
Or do you want to just say, hey, you know, your non-answer is the answer I needed to know that you're not the right person for me to continue spending time on. Um, Or unless that's maybe a kink for you and you dig it, I don't want to also say that that's not for everyone. Um, But typically there's a good way to navigate being ghosted and And that sometimes I would rather have that if I had to make a choice, like I'd rather someone ghost me because I feel like that's a perfect, like in the sand, like that's a line in the sand, you know that that's an answer versus cryptic messages that are kind of like humming and hawing back and forth. They seem interested and then they fall off and then they Mm -hmm. pick back up and they fall off. And I think that's far more frustrating than if someone just cut it off and ghosted it all depends you know because the point of hooking up is not to want the relationship Mm -hmm. and that's what i'm trying to teach women we need to disconnect these two and if you disconnect those these two you don't care about if he reaches out or not what i what i suggest is like to all women it's like you know you you meet up with someone you hook up it's great and now he has this wacky conversation like he texts and he doesn't have a wacky conversation too whatever like if he texts you one night and he wants to hook up and you're horny, why not? Go for yeah. it. Yeah. If he doesn't text you for two months, you know, I'm never going to see him again. No, that's a wrong approach because why? You don't want to date this guy. That's a hookup. And that's what we need to really disconnect and have the mindset of he is there for sex and that's it. Mm-hmm. maybe you are horny one night and text him out and say hey i'm really horny do you want to come over maybe he will come mm-hmm. and that's what yes. i'm teaching women just have this mindset it doesn't matter if he texts you once or twice if you're falling in love for him and you feel it's unbearable then that's a different story then i have also tips on that mm-hmm. like what do you do when you are falling in love then of course it's better to stop it doesn't matter if it, even it's it's the hardest thing and it was really difficult for me to write but mm. if you're with someone that you know he's not going to be your boyfriend or husband and you're mm-hmm. falling in love with them a he might not be the you can be sleeping with guys you're not going to marry yeah that's fine but you know that there's not a, you need to be very very rational about it like sometimes i would have lovers that i knew that they will never be my husbands because they would be in industry that, you know, like my, my priorities that I have with men. And they wouldn't have a steady job, steady career. You know, like I knew that I have fun with them. But if I would be falling in love with a guy like that, and I knew this is a disaster for me, just cut it out. And if, mm. if, if, if you want, if it's someone you really like, and he has all what you need for more than just a hookup, and you are falling in love with the guy that could be the guy... You can just tell him the truth because you never know. We yes. are good with hiding our feelings because we are both scared, not just us. The men are scared too. You can just mm-hmm. say, you know, I'm falling in love with you, dude. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, what are we going to do? I, yeah. Do you have any feelings for me? Do you want to do something more? Or if not, I, and, you know, it's really hard to have great sex with someone and find him amazing and have to cut it off. That's really difficult. Yes. And you have to mourn that change in that relationship. But you know what's really great for that mourning period? Yeah. <laughs> Hookups. Yeah. Um, moving moving forward and moving on and, and understanding that um, 
I think a big one is going into that hookup, knowing it's a hookup and also communication. I think you said it so well, communication for both people, making sure that they understand that that this is what is my goal with this. Um, yeah, I'm not looking for relationship or I'm not this, that, or the other. Um, what happens when maybe you're juggling multiple partners that are still in that hookup range? Um, so you're not in a, in a relationship. You're probably not even looking for one, but you're hooking up with more than one person. That's the best. <laughs> when you're single, why wouldn't you just be with one? You have yes. three. It's the best. I love it. It's called, it's called have your lovers on the rotation. Mm. I'm not sure what tip is that, but you know, it's, it's nice. I mean, if you live just once, if you're single, why would you just have one person? It doesn't make any sense. Mm. You know, just of course, like you want to be safe. That, that's, that's the only thing health wise, but there are condoms for that. And I think it's great. You know, it's not for everyone, but I, I personally loved it. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I tell women, don't have any shame to do it because trust me, most men do it. And if they don't do it, it's because they can't, but they would love to, mm. you know, it's fine. <laughs> That's funny. Just enjoy. I mean, like if one of them is like not acting the way you want, you have another two. Yeah. So Lovers on rotation. Exactly. <laughs> it's fun. What yeah. are some other tips to help navigate, um, you know, is this something, and I have to speak from a place of this was 12 plus years ago when I was ever in this range of multiple partners and, 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 you know, hookups. Yeah, uh, so here. it's hard for me to really <laughs> picture it exactly. So it could ago. be different. I'm trying to remember how it was, but. <laughs> right. Um, do you suggest folks tell their rotating lovers hey i'm hooking up with other people no. no you don't you look you are clear about this is casual and mm -hmm. we do whatever we want besides this relationship but why would you tell them details you're not obliged to say what you do when you're not with them that's why mm -hmm. that's the beauty of hookups like i love the i mean look First of all, you're not obliged to say anything because it's your private life. This person doesn't need to know absolutely anything about your life. And why would you just... It can just have negative effect. I don't see any pluses of being honest with this. Like it's mm -hmm. different when you want to start dating someone and you're progressing to the stages of more than just casual sex. Yeah. Then maybe you can say, hey, you know, you want to date me, but I'm not in the in the spot, spot where I could have just one partner, I'm seeing two, three other people. Yeah, sure. Then it's different. Yeah. But, but it's only going to bring jealousy and the guy's probably going to be like, okay, mm, nah, <laughs> you know, and then it's going to probably harm the sex too. Like I personally wouldn't mm. want, like, like wouldn't want to know what my boy toys or like my, my lovers are doing in their free time. Mm. Like I wouldn't want to know that back then. Like it's, it's just, it's just for me, it kills the vibe personally. Yeah. And I know that the people were having other people, but I didn't talk about it. This is just what you don't talk about. So it's something that, just like you said, be safe, but yeah. also be clear that this is casual. Yeah. And so when someone tells you, hey, this is casual, you're free to make the assumption they probably have a few other folks on the side, maybe just one yeah. other or something. It's always a potential 
So it's not on that person to always have to say, um, yeah. you know, I can understand if, if, um, maybe there was an STI and it was, I need to tell you that I have another lover or whatever. And there, I have an outbreak of this, that, or the other. Yes, that's a great time to tell someone that there are other partners there. But for the most part, um, just like you said, you're not obligated to have to tell them everything you do when they're not, when you're not with them. Yeah. With the STI also, like by the law, you're, you have to tell someone you're sleeping with that you have certain STI. Yes. Only if you have the STI, if you don't see them for a month and you had the STI in between, you don't need to. Mm-hmm. If you take antibiotics and you test negative. Even in that situation, you don't need to tell them you are sleeping with three other people. Just say, you know, I'm having this STI. Are you sure you checked yourself? Yeah, you know, exactly. I'm just always trying to protect the, the privacy because I don't think that I, I, how I look at life is like, okay, I'm going to do A. What are my pluses? What are my advantages of this information? What are the disadvantages? Like, what is the advantage of telling someone I'm having two, three other people? I don't mm. find one, to be honest with you. Yeah. They can just have disadvantages, and that's why I wouldn't do it. But everyone, to each their own. If you know, if there is a, a different way, you know, maybe if you want to manipulate someone and make them jealous, that's different. But <laughs> that's not that's not my game. <laughs> I'm pretty honest and direct. I'm not like the the art of seduction that I try to manipulate people indirectly. I don't do that. It's too much work for me. My whole life, I prefer to have people I'm honest with. And of course, mm-hmm. flirt and sexuality seduction in other ways. It's it's beautiful. I do that too. But doing all these manipulative moves or like even with, with the texting, when I said that, it's like, okay, how do you think I should text him in three days? Like, There's no hard and fast like rules. Yes. Yeah. And folks think it's this recipe that you need to follow for it. It's ego. Yeah. it's only ego we, we text someone he doesn't text us and then he texts us three days later or she and we say ah, she didn't text me three days let me text i don't do it like even some people have different communication styles there are people they are younger they're older everyone is different and sometimes mm-hmm. they just text three days three days later it doesn't make them disrespectful it doesn't make them bad like and then what, I'm going to wait three more days? No, I reply when I have the time in my convenience and they reply mm-hmm. three days later. Yeah, and I, I will choose if this works for me. If that communication style doesn't work for me, I will tell them, hey, I would appreciate if you want to see me to reply faster than every three days. And they can try. And if it doesn't work for me, then again, it's a deal breaker because if I want to make plans with someone, I don't want to wait three days. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just all about what we want in life. We can always communicate and you know, there are no rules. It's just what we want. Yes. I think that's so important that there's no rules unless you agree upon them with that person. Hey, yeah. Um, <laughs> our rule are we're always going to use a condom or whatever yeah. that is. But yeah. as far as like it's communication, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's, you know, let's say we have um, some really good friends and you know, they're crushing on someone who's their close friend and they do want to just have a casual hookup with this person. They're not looking to change the friendship other than now maybe adding casual sex. How might somebody navigate a scenario like that? I don't think it's possible, to be honest with you, because if you are having sex with your friend and it's not your friend anymore, it's your lover. <laughs> so you're changing the dynamics. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's going to be difficult for a while 
from my own experience, I know that you can turn your lovers to your friends, mm. but it takes time. It takes a couple of weeks or months or, you know, like if you're hooking up with someone and the issue is always when you let people go on a step two, how do you tell them to go back to step one? <laughs> Once you allow them to cross certain boundary and you start sleeping with them, how do you like always think about, okay, what's the worst case scenario? How do I tell them at some point, I don't want to sleep with them anymore. Are you going to be sleeping with them forever? Probably not. Yeah. So you're going to bring an awkward Can you situation. just go back? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be difficult. You can do it. I've done it many times in my life, but it will be difficult. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a while because one of the parties is going to probably want more of that. It's not going to happen in the same time now. Oh, we are done. You know, so if you really, really value your friends and you think that you have great friendship, it's better to not do it unless you both are completely crazy about each other. And then it's probably going to be more than just sex. Because if you have great friendship with someone and then you have chemistry and you're flirting I don't think it's going to stay with casual sex and that's fine. Mm. Yeah, I think that's important because it's a scenario I would imagine quite a few people have have expressed or even fantasized about and are unsure like is this going to ruin a friendship if I bring this up is it worth the following the fantasy or playing it out and um, so most likely it won't ruin the friendship, but it will change it drastically and well, maybe not even make it where it's defined yeah. as a friendship anymore. Yeah. So I think it's I think good it's to good go to with talk. a warning. Yes. Yeah, and talk about it. You know, if you both are like flirting, you can tell, you you know, just be clear and say, look, I really like you. I think we have some heated uh uh, time you know mm -hmm. and like I see the sparkles how do you feel about it and you know I don't think that casual sex between friends would be the best idea because then as I said it's going to be hard to go back but relationship could happen yeah mm. you know sure there are like polyamorous people and swingers like they're all these different but I'm just talking more about the vanilla majority of people. Like, mm -hmm. sure, if you're in a swinger society or polyamorous groups, like I lived in New York and mo half of my friends were polyamorous and many were swingers and it was just totally normal to have sex with your friend and nobody would care. Mm -hmm. You know, it's but a different that's, life. Usually it's, those friendships start with that understanding almost yeah, and you know yeah. that about that person. So exactly. you are navigating that scenario the entire mm -hmm. friendship. Yeah. And it's yeah. easier because it's a different mindset. But like for the majority of people, um, they they are in a regular lifestyle. It's it's probably more difficult. And yeah, so I'm talking to these people. I don't want to like generalize that <laughs> everyone would have a problem because yeah, there are some special. <laughs> yeah, there's special. Uh, there's different communities. Yeah, yeah, and different scripts that people follow and understand. You know, when it says you know this is my friend versus. Um, uh, different types of scenarios. So it's really good to differentiate those for a lot of people who may be exploring that and wanting to, um, hey, I want casual sex with this person or um, what it might look like afterwards. Um, what are some of the benefits? Because you said there's a lot of drawbacks. I'm sure a lot of us can talk about drawbacks all the time because that's what we've been raised upon is all the 
fear mongering of casual sex. But what are some of the positives that um, folks can look forward to having a casual sex? You or know, having casual like Health-wise, it just gives you self-esteem. Your skin is nice from orgasms. And if you're flirting, you just feel all this like dopamine. You're happy. Someone gives you attention. So all these positive things are great. And then, of course, um, sexually, you can explore so much with casual hookups because you're not dating them. And if you have any sort of crazy fantasy, this is the place to talk about it. This is the mm. place to say, hey, I want to try this out. Because a lot of times when you have someone you want to be with seriously, you're not going to tell them, oh, I want to suck your feet, you know, or it's like whatever it is. But if you meet someone that you barely know and you are in this really erotic environment, you can just come up with all this craziness and don't mm-hmm. feel that bad about it because who knows, maybe you will not see them again. Yes. So, yeah, I think like just, I, just sexually you can explore so much in this kind of environment. Yeah, it kind of has that protectant factor against judgment. Like with it casual, there's low risk, high reward. Yeah. <laughs> um, because if low risk, I'm just risking a hookup. And if you think I'm weird and don't want to talk to me, fine. There's other people. But if I'm in this, like you said, longer term relationship and I bring something up in judgment and then people think I'm weird, it's a higher risk on that. And so the lower risk exploring those fantasies or new yeah. things that you want to experiment with and try out. Um, Absolutely. And that's the best part. And then, you know, you can also live in the moment and, and just tell the guy, you know, do this, do this, do this. I want this. You don't have to be worried. We should be worried with our boyfriends either, but that's how psychology works. I remember when I used to work as a dominatrix, that was the same thing. Like the guys would come to me and they said they would never tell their wife that they want to do certain fetish or fantasy, but they would not feel awkward with me. Mm. You know, so that's it's fascinating. Human psychology on sex is truly fascinating. And I loved writing the book and learn about like, there's a huge part also about differences between men and women, because a lot of times in my life, I would get attached to guys. They don't even have a mattress at home or like a bed frame. They sleep on a mattress. I'm like, this is not what my rules are. Like my rules are, I'm not going to end up with a guy like this. And he's great in bad, you know, like it was fun and I was just in love and I was wasting my time pretty much. So I was like thinking, is our brain different than the male brain? Like, why is this happening to me and other women? Why do we fall in love? And I loved the research I I was doing on that. It was fascinating. And also Mm. the societal, like how we are raised and how it dictates our behavior mainly, actually, because our brain is the same as male. And our hormones, sure, we might have more oxytocin, but there are also a lot of guys, they would have so much oxytocin rush from being with a woman. So it's not just that. I think it's truly just, it's the upbringing and the evolution. We still are probably used to having men around for survival from, who knows, even before agriculture. But from agricultural times, we were more forced into the monogamy and feel ashamed for having sex with some other man and men virtually like controlling women and their sexuality until Mm -hmm. today it's still happening but we are moving and 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 there is a revolution i think but it's just very slow because it's been since birth control right in the 60s and that's that's when women start being more confident about having sex because they're like, oh, great. I don't have to be pregnant after I have sex with someone. 
Yes. So yeah. Self-control over my body, my choices. Yes. yes, exactly. So, you know, we're on a good way. And yeah, it was interesting. And what made me really sad also was a research study that I read that the double standards, like when men have a lot of flowers, it's okay. Women, it's not okay. And a lot of times the sad part was that the women were doing the slut shaming as mm-hmm. much as men. And that was truly really making me sad. So, you know, we, we, we should not do that to other women. I think that that is absolute no go. Yeah. You know, if, if a girl or a woman has fun, okay, let her have fun. It doesn't have to be for you. But the slut shaming just, it's so insecure. Yes, I think that it really is. It's it's more of a, a threatened thing. And so I need to bring you down to make myself feel better because I I couldn't even think about being empowered, mm. embracing my own sexuality. So I need to bring you back down to my level yeah. by slut shaming instead of bringing you up and then bringing myself up in the same yeah. time. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely exactly. so complex. Um, mm. The societal norms, but along with with all of those things, just our internal needs, um, human needs. Uh, I think there's always that, that wanting that sense of belonging and wanting that sense to be wanted and desired. And it can be really fun to keep that going with hookups because then you can go to the next hookup and they're really desired and, um, Yeah, it's and great for self-esteem, I think. Oh, yeah. I really think for, for yeah. women, they're open to that. And they like the idea. Not many, some, many women might not be hooking up yet, but they want to do it. And I think the book I wrote is really good for them to read it before they start as well. Because then they read, really, I, I wanted to write it as neutral as possible. So people, they are flirting with the idea to do it, want to read about what could happen, what could go wrong, what could go well, what do I do if this Mm -hmm. happens, what do I do before? And yeah, know yourself, what you want, as you said, just know that's a hookup. You're going into it for fun. That's it. If more happens, great. If not, great. Yeah. It's so simple. But go in (laughs) knowing what you want from it. I think that's the biggest thing and not just, oh, whatever happened, happened sometimes. Um, And then being really clear with that person that you're hooking up with. This is a hookup too, because that can also feel like it is um, you're dragging someone along and they're hoping for a relationship and you're thinking it's a hookup if you're not clear from the beginning. Yeah, and so that can look important. unethical, yeah, yeah and just yeah. And harmful too. But yeah, there's when I wrote the book, a lot of guys reached out to me and said, But we get hurt too. I'm like, I know many men yes. suffer too, yeah, so they need to know because, of course, it's not, I don't want to stereotype that men just want to have sex everywhere and women get hurt. No, guys get hurt too, so mm. I think that's why it really works for men too because the 25 tips are universal, even guys can use them. Yeah, you know, some of them might be a little bit kooky, but but you know, <laughs> some of them are, are like probably eighty percent of them are useful for men too, and you know, it's like all oh, drinking, don't get too drunk. I think that's also a tough one when you go on the first date. You don't want to be completely intoxicated. There is a chapter on um, for for victims if something happens that's not okay, where to mm-hmm. actually go and what to do, and I want to let women know that certain things are not okay and they yes. should definitely reach out for help if something happens so yeah i think it was 
it's, it's, it's 180 pages about, but it's, it's straight to the point. I like to make things short and sweet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, so where can folks get your book? Uh, Amazon is the best, best place, I think. Yeah. Okay. Amazon. I mean, you know, they're selling it internationally. They're selling it in all sorts of bookstores. I think that uh, Walmart had my book too and Barnes and Noble online. So they have uh, all, all over Australia, Europe, India. It's, it's interesting. Uh, uh-huh. It makes me very happy, but um, people can get it internationally at this point. Mm. Tell yeah. me a little bit about the book's cover art because that was fascinating. I loved it. It was super fun and flirty. Uh, yeah. So, it's so what cute. inspired um, that? So I, I wanted something colorful and pastel colors and, and fun and friendly as am I, but something sexy. And I actually hired Studio Proba from Oregon. I think they're in Portland. Mm. And uh, originally is a German uh, designer from Berlin and she created the cover with her her team and I found she did such a great job with the little titties and there are all sorts of titties you know small and big and all sorts of shapes because that's how women are we're all beautiful but we're all different mm-hmm. and there was the point with that with that oh cover. so fun <laughs> yeah like I said it was fun flirtatious and and really you know um shows the differences too the differences of my hookup culture or my hookup will look different than yours and that's okay there's no judgment on it so exactly. I thought it was just like layered messages yeah. there and it was super yeah. fun. So, um, well, Leah, if we have some listeners who are thinking of finding a performance coach or wanting to talk to you more about your book and your services, where can they find you? Just leahholmgren.com is the best. My first and last name. That's my website. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, well, Leah, I want to say just thank you so much for coming on and telling us all about your book, giving us some tips on hooking up safely and having the most fun with it and just some things to navigate when you are, you know, wanting to have casual sex and hookups. Um, for all those listening, if you want to know more about our podcast or myself, you can go to saltysexcast.com. We have new swag, so hit up our store and um, tune in. We're on all major listening platforms. If you're watching this on YouTube, feel free to give us a thumbs up, share with friends, give us a comment. Don't forget to subscribe and anywhere else you're listening, feel free to subscribe and I'll see you all next week. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Salty Sex Cast. Ready for round two? Find us on Facebook.